Thank you for liking me now. You may not like me later. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, I want to say, first of all, happy Father's Day to all of the dads here and uh, those who are fathers and those who are dads. The dads are the ones you might not have fathered someone, but you've been there for them. And so, amen to that. All right, so I'm going to start out with a personal intro before I pray over this message. Um, I'm going to take you into this. I'm going to tell you little things about this message and, and uh, how I got here. And it's really overwhelming in God's faithfulness of who he is and, and just how he works in our lives. Um, because this started before COVID hit the land. In February, I was in CLC and uh, Christian Life College. And I was, we were looking at Mark, and we were in the first chapter of Mark. And you know how you read the Bible and you read the Bible, but then all of a sudden you read, and then it's like, huh, I never saw that before. Wow, as many times as I've read it. So that happened to me, even as a pastor, that still happens. And um, so we were reading in Mark, and it was where Jesus was... Um, being taken out into the desert by the Satan to be tempted. And so I was like, oh, okay. And then a little bit later, uh, in Mark, around verses 21, 26, you know, then Jesus encountered the man with a demon. And so I'm looking at that, and then all of a sudden it's like, the demon says to him, you know, he gets there, and he's like, what do we have to do with you, Jesus, with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? And all of a sudden, I'm, in my mind, the revelation is like, wait a minute. Satan just took him out in the desert to tempt him. Then Jesus' first encounter with a demon, he knows who he is. So I'm like, oh, Satan took him out, found out that Jesus was the real deal. Then he went and told all his minions, this dude's the real deal. And so when they encountered him, they all knew who he was. So now, with this, you know, that um, I was given this revelation of that and all these things about where Satan encountered Jesus to tempt him away from his purpose and God's plan. The demons know who Jesus is. So he knows that. So as any scholar, I had to, sh I had to share my new biblical revelational findings with my colleague and scholar mentor, Dr. Pahachet, because I had to go share, look, hey, this is what happened, you know? And so as I share with Dr. Pahachet, who was gracious enough to say, well, could be or not be, but I was hooked. I need to look into it. So I did. So I got into it and I'm sharing all of that. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, I don't know why, but it seemed like God had set me on this. It was just into this. And so I was looking at this and just like all about this. And, but then as I'm going in, you know, it was like, okay, that's where I was. Now, connecting how I got here with this, it seems like when I speak, every time when I speak, God has me in this plan of six months. So I speak now, and then it's six months from now, that I feel like I'm ready to speak. Anything before that is too soon. 
because I don't want to be up here just saying stuff. So it's like, that's just where it is with me. And so as I'm going through my process, knowing that I was going to speak, and the time I would be speaking, uh, God takes me through some. But this time was different because all I was focused on was Jesus and them demons. And I didn't in no way feel I was scholar enough to be preaching to y'all about Jesus and demons. So even though it was so interesting and I was seeing it a lot in Scripture on the subject, but I just didn't feel that. And then Pastor Tom gets back from his sabbatical and he downloads his vision and his direction on where God wants us to go. And for those, you know, like I said, speaking, that would be speaking from the book of First Peter. So we all had to read it and then we got together and we talked about it. Well, I've never preached, like I said, from a series or something like that. So when Pastor Tom had said this, he's like, this is what we're going to do. Okay, well, that really ain't my style of speaking. So I went to God, and I'm like, okay, God, I'm not going to say no right away. I'll go through the process. But at the same point, God, if I'm not feeling this, I'm just going to let Pastor Tom know I'm not feeling it, and I'll wait to speak in the next speaking schedule. So I was just, you know, going through it. And we went through it and everything. But as I looked into First Peter, and we discussed it after all our reading assignment, and I started to see things that connected to my journey into Jesus and demons. And what really blew my mind was, while in the process, was Pastor Tom started off this series we're in, in, in uh, Precious Faith. And in his message this Sunday, he had said how he had seen for the first time correlation of saying yes to God and no to the devil. And I was like, wow, that's the same road sign I'm seeing. And so I was encouraged with that. So let's pray. So Father, I come before you and I just ask that as you've given me this, as you've taken me this, and I've shared this journey of being here, Father, that you would bring forth your word, that you would open our eyes to your plan and to your purpose. Father, that you would help us to see the war we're born into and that we would see the enemy who is truly the enemy. Lord, as you've said, our battle is not with flesh and blood. Help us to know that and to see that, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So again, I want you to kind of keep this as a point. Where Pastor Tom has said, saying yes to God and no to the devil. Okay? That's your stick to... That's where I'm trying to get to. So I may come from here and all over here, but that's where we're trying to get to, is yes to God and no to the devil. And understanding in this, who is it that I'm lining up with? So the part of that is, um, I'm starting in Genesis on 1 Peter because I believe speaking on mankind, changing the way to do things, to change their hearts, it has to start with how did we get there in the first place? I need to know how I got there if I'm going to change my heart to go back so I can make the right changes in this. And so that's the history to start. It makes the conversation. If you don't have that history, it makes the conversation awkward. And so a few weeks back, the prophetic team was leading Tuesday night prayer meeting. 
And one of the ladies from the prophetic team used the chapter and verse uh, to talk about God's identity being stolen. She talked, she used uh, Genesis 3 and the verses I'm using that Tuesday night. And when she was doing that, I took it again as another confirmation from God that this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I'm supposed to be going. And so again, like I said in 1 Peter, I'm going to get to that, but first we're going to start out with Genesis. And in Genesis 4, Genesis 3, verse 4, it says, Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open. And that's the tree, the fruit. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, that was a lie, and it's still a lie. Because the part where he says, you'll know good and evil, we really don't know good and evil until God really helps us understand that. And that's the lie that he gave her in that point that we would know it. And still yet, we still live in that like we think we know that. Then in verse 6, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to, uh, to the eye and desirable to make one wise, she took of it the fruit and ate. She also gave her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. They became aware of themselves. This is where the flesh became awoken. The flesh was awoken then, and then that they were ashamed, insecurity was given, and then self-preservation started to happen into mankind at this time. Along with the things in Genesis 5, 19 through 21, it tells you too the things of the flesh. And this is where that was birthed at. And they heard the sound of the, of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And God said, who told you that you were naked? Who told you you were naked? And at this point, again, this is where um, he, the flesh, became alive. This is where the corrupted flesh came into existence of self-preservation and caring for self. So you see, I don't care how sweet or gentle or nice person you may feel you are. Sorry but you were born into corrupted flesh. If you were not born of corrupted flesh, then you were created. Thus understanding the works of Jesus being born of corrupted flesh as he was the creator of all things not born of flesh and everything else. So again, like I'm saying, it was corrupted flesh that we're born into. 
And that's where that was at. And Jesus came and was born into corrupted flesh, yet he was the creator of everything. And so there is that working of Christ in that, in that part. So as we see that flesh, and we know that that's that deal of that. Then in Galatians 5, 16, it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desires against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. Okay? So again, I'm trying to give you this understanding of the flesh. So, I have my props to share with you. To help you see. This is one of those where you're going to be like, Pastor Andrew, I still remember that sermon. It's been eight years ago. But I still remember that sermon. Because again, like I said, the things of it is, is being of the flesh. And that in which God has uh, asked us to be about. And it's not the flesh. And as a Christian, that's what we have to be aware of. Being in our spirit and being in the flesh. And the thing with the flesh is, you line up with Satan when you're in the flesh. You see, Satan, because the flesh is all about itself. It, you know, I see it as this hideous thing. It's just, it's a hideous thing that lives in this cave. And the flesh, when it was born in the Garden of Eden, when we became aware, it didn't want nothing to do with God, and it doesn't want anything to do with Satan. It just doesn't. It's of itself. Now, it leans more to Satan because Satan is his dealer. Because he always got a hit for you on yourself. You see what I'm saying? He always wants giving you more of you. And that's how that works. So, what I'm going to show you here is this. Here's the flesh. Right here. That's fleshy. That's what it is right there. All flesh. You see that? That's it. And when you're lined up in the flesh like this, husband and wife, where you're like, well, you know, if you'd have done this, well, if you'd done that, well, how about you? Well, you this. And while we're going at it in the flesh, Satan right there, and you know she did this too. Yeah, and you, yeah. And then he's like, and you know he should be acting like this. And yep, and we're just going at it. And Satan's just right there, mm-hmm, telling you all of this. Yep, and all of this. This is the flesh when we're going at it. And Satan is drooling with delight. He is just delighted that you're just going at it, that you just woo all about it. He loves that. And then when he's t- helping me to accuse my wife, and then he uh, helping her to accuse me because he is the accuser, now he's before God accusing us both. So he's got it all happening. I got them all stirred up with each other. And now, God, I'm before you and telling you, take a look at them. Look at them. You see? And that's the deal. When we look at it, we have to see where we're at. When we're in that flesh, when I'm lining up with that, 
This is what God, when, like, like I said, God was teaching me this before it was a message. This was me learning my life. Like me and my wife, when I was going through this, this was just something God was showing me about my life. And I told my wife, I'm like, oh, conversation's got to change around here. I got, it's got to change. The way I speak to you, the way I do things. Because God was showing me in that, I am just lining up with Satan. You know, in the beginning, like I said, when Pastor Tom said when he was doing this and he saw yes to God and no to the devil. But when I'm in that flesh, it's more yes to the devil and no to God. And then that's where it's like, I've got to be aware of that. I've got to be careful of that. You see, because Jesus always tells us he's the accusers of the brethren. He seeks to slander, to defame people before God and with each other. And when we speak this away to each other as husbands and wives, anyone, we align ourselves with him. And so that's where we have to be careful in doing that. You see, because really, where we're really supposed to be is right here. We're supposed to be that light of Christ. That's who we are. This is who God made us to be. The light of Christ. And this, this is the gentleness. So when we're speaking husband and wife, I'm not trying to see about getting my way. I'm not trying to win. We're trying to speak in a way to work things out. Now, I was supposed to have a big candle here and take these two, you know, like when people do the unity thing. That's the fragrance before God of our relationship of our marriages and the relationships we're in. They should be a great fragrance unto God that we're living this away in this light and not seeking our own. You see, when we're burning like this with Christ, it's not about me. And that's, it's not about me in doing that. You see, so the point and the problem of that, which got me there, is in First Peter. When First Peter is saying, in verse 8, to sum, to sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were, all, for you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. For the one who desires life to love and to see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. You see, again, when I read that, when Pastor Tom gave us that, and we were supposed to be reading it and all of that, that's what took me back to Genesis. You see? Because here, with this, that's just a good idea. All of what Peter's saying, it's a good idea to the flesh. But here to the spirit, 
It's a way of life. It's a way of life is what Peter is saying. So we have to figure out what am I hearing and when I get the word of God, how am I getting it? You see? Because you see, right now, especially in this time and in this climate that we're in, you know, um, again, the church has to rise up. It has to become the light in all of this darkness right now. And I think right now, between the, the politics and society and where things are happening with COVID and all of that, I think it's more or less the church. Things got revealed. And I think a lot of things got revealed to the church. You see? Because, you know, even as the church, and we're out here, and we're, we're supposed to be the Christians, here we are, like I said, I'm Republican. I'm Democrat. There we go. Here we are. I'm conservative. I'm liberal. If I'm speaking that from my flesh, then this is all that I'm doing with other people. Other people are just coming at me. You know? It's like this because we're flesh. This here, this here, it won't light the world. This will not light the world. This will not light another human being. It doesn't give light. It's not trying to give light because it's all about itself. It's all about me when I'm coming from here. You see? And then, you know, we can run around here like this. Well, I'm a Christian. <laughs> and I, I, I'm that Christian. That's me. You know? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Yep, here we are. I'm that Christian. Up until you say something. Now you got, uh-oh, you, what, you, you voting what? You doing what? Oh, oh, forget it. Wait a minute. Let me go pray. Let me go back and get my, my time with God so that I can be the Christian. You know? See. I'm burning for Jesus. I'm burning for Jesus. You see? Oh, yeah, I'm just burning for Jesus. And that's how I walk around. Burning for the Lord. But yet it's still me. I'm still got this in there. And like Galatians said, these two, they war against each other. They war against each other. They're not friends. They're not friends. They ain't even trying to be. Your flesh ain't trying. And, and that's the thing about the flesh. It ain't, it doesn't want it. I'm, it ain't even trying to fool it. It's letting you know, I'm about me. I was birthed in the Garden of Eden. The devil told me I could be like God, and that's what I've been trying to be ever since. Like God. And I've become my own God. But this here, burning like this, I'm about what God wants. I'm about what God says. I don't have to fight for God. I don't have to do any of that. God wants me to humble myself. What, what, what does Peter say? Just be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, humble in spirit. Humble in spirit. Not returning evil for insult, but giving a blessing instead. 
For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. The one who desires life to love and to see good days must keep his tongue or their tongue from evil, his lips from speaking deceit. You know, like I said, in this political climate, I know who I'm voting for. I know the convictions that got me to where I am to vote for who I'm voting for. Once I got that, I'm done. I'm done. I'm moving on. Because I want to do this. I'm fighting to do this. Because I know the war inside of me. And I'm trying to lay this down. As as Paul said, I die daily. And sometimes they start with the wing. Then I give up a thigh. I'm just tearing myself apart trying to get there dead. So that I could burn for Christ in a right way. So that when people come into me, this is how. In this, I can light the world. You see? That's the way you light the world. Because now I'm speaking in humbleness and in kindness. In all those things of God, that's what he's making of me. To be that person. And to walk it out in that way, not defending myself. Pete, as he says in there, he must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous, and his ears attend to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. This is the battle within us. The killing of the flesh. You see, God is watching and he knows that we burn in that way. That we light up the world for his sake. You know, in this political environment right now, and with my, you know, my daughter and I, we were talking, you know, through all of this stuff. And gosh, I'm so glad I don't got to face a book. I'm just glad. I had, I signed up for it once, and when I signed up for it, I was trying to put some pictures on, and all of a sudden, um, I didn't get the pictures where I wanted them to go, and so I thought nothing of it until one day I was doing something, and my phone sent me a message, and I looked to see what was going on, and it was, somebody had friended me. What? Oh, no. Oh, gosh. I ran around. I'm like, how I get out of this? I get out of this. And then somehow I open up the Facebook and I'd be like, if it wasn't a whole list of people that I'm like, who are all them folks? And some of them I recognize, some of them I ain't seen in a long time. Now I'm like, I didn't know who I know. They didn't know who I know in all of this. So I went and I went to YouTube and found out how to get rid of it. And the guy was like, well, they hide it because they don't want you to be getting rid of it. And so he took me through. I got out of it because I had gotten the, the, the message I got was from one of my cousins who I hadn't talked to in a while. And she wanted to befriend me. You know, I, forgive me if I don't know the Facebook language because I, I don't have it. But it's like she wanted to befriend me. Honey, I love you, but no, no, get out of there. You know, I love you, get out of there. And so that's what I did. And I went and I got rid of it. You know, the guy's like, well, it's going to take 30 days for you to get rid of it. It didn't take me that long to get it. 
And uh, you signed it to me right away. Now you're going to tell me 30 days to get rid of you. But, you know, so, and the part of it is, is that, you know, when you, when I was sharing with my daughter and we were talking about this, and she was saying, because with all the stuff going on, politics, the Black Lives Matters movements and this and that and all of this stuff. And so she's saying how she was sharing some, you know, talking to somebody and she's talking to this person. Well, then, then this person comes over and jumps into the conversation. Well, who's that? Well, I know them through this person. And then all of a sudden this person comes from over here and I'm like, what kind of conversation is that? You know, that's like standing in the back of the church talking to somebody, park their car and come in and just start talking to you. It's like, what? And it's like all of this stuff is going on in the Facebook. And then, you know, and then people with the Facebook are putting on their political opinions. And then you get mad because somebody come at you in the flesh. Because I put my opinion out there. And then they coming at me from their flesh. Well, what did you expect? What did you expect? You know, I, that's one of the reasons why I don't have Facebook. Because of the horror stories I hear from it. I hear families get out and have all-out brawls on Facebook. What? Yeah, they talk about each other on that. Yeah, ooh, they do this, dad, and this. You know? And it's like, wow. So how can I do that? Where is Christianity right now? And again, like I said, I think that the church has been revealed for who are we. How much have I been entwined in society? Here's the thing. It's dark out there. And if the church isn't a light, if we can't get it right in here, then there's no hope out there. There's just no hope. This has to happen. This has to happen. And God brought this so this could happen. All of this is about the light of Christ overcoming the flesh you see like you said when we're warring we're we're not warring against flesh and blood we're warring against spiritual principalities and anybody out there who's like i'm not of christ i'm not of god then know they're in their flesh and when they come at you because you're trying to burn like this and they coming at you you got to stay humble i've got to stay respectful I've got to stay in meekness and kindness. Come at me. Oh, you're this. You're that. That's all right, brother. That's all right, sister. I've been called to love you. I've been called to love you. It's when I'm burning like this and flesh is coming at me, when the flesh is just coming at you and and things are happening and it's going on and you study burning like this and you're doing that, that's when this happens. Hey, I've been watching you. I see how you handled that. I see how you did this and you did that. You were so respectful. You were so, man, that, how, how did you not? How did you, how did you just not? Now they want to know. Now, you see, I want what you got. You see, I want what you got. That's when it spreads. And now there's another person who's shedding flesh and learning to walk in the light of Christ. Because I had to learn to stand humble 
against political stuff, against all the social stuff. I had to stay the light. I had to stay the humble kind. Even when it seems like I'm losing. You know? Because that's the war. And he says, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you suffer, should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled. You see, as you walk, don't fear their intimidation. When I'm walking here and the flesh is coming at me, this is putting me closer to God. This puts me closer to God. I need to be closer to God because I can't do this on my own. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me do those things that First Peter is saying is my way of life. Not a good idea for the moment. But it's the way of life that I should be. And the things that I should do. I got to use these later so I can't let them burn down. <laughs> and as I said in that, as we do these things, and as we're into these things, as we said, am I saying yes to God and no to the devil? Or am I lining up with the devil? Because, see, the war we're born into is just that, the war of the flesh and the spirit. We're born into that war. There will be those who will cause you suffering because you are a Christian, and Satan will cause you suffering because becoming a Christian brings us into the spiritual war. But understanding this war, we take on casualties, wounded, loss of jobs, homes. As it is in any war, there's loss because we're in a war. In one of Pastor Tom's messages during the series, he spoke about these things in God's army. He also talked about this, the loss of, of our stuff. He also said that the same message that is not a message he prepared, but a message God wanted him to give. And I truly believe God is speaking to us, City Church, right now. We're in a war. You see, I'm, I've always been in the family of God. The blessings, Jesus, and things like that. I've always been in the family. But when God was showing me this about the demons and Jesus' authority and how they recognized and knew him, God was also teaching me, Andrew, you know, you got to be in the army too. I have to be in the army too. Meaning, you know, usually in the past when we're here and certain people come in and they're feeling like, well, I feel oppressed by the enemy. I feel like I got spirits and stuff's in there and all of that, you know, and they be talking. It's like, oh, let me go get Pastor Joe. Pastor Joe Googling, I'm like, that, that's his thing. You know, he'll, hallelujah, he get it out you, boy. He'll do it. Man, he loves that. And he'll pray. And I, like, yep, because I'm in the family. I ain't in the army. I don't deal with those things. But what God was showing me is, Andrew, you're in the army as well. Because there's an authority over Satan, and there is a war, Andrew, and there is an enemy, 
And so I have to be there and participate in the war against Satan because he's trying to take down people. He, like I said, the thing of it is, understand the enemy. He is drooling with delight. Drooling with delight when we're fussing, when we're arguing. He would put everybody against everybody. All of this that's happening, Satan is going at it. Satan loves the politics of America right now. He's enjoying it. You see, he's enjoying it. Because the thing of it is, how am I being fed? You see, if we, if we sit there and we keep watching what we call news, the news channels only give you their perspective from their camp. That's all they're doing. And again, I have to be careful because as, as my conservative channel is, is coming against my lib, the liberal channel, it's accusing them. As the liberal channel is coming against the conservative channel, again, it's accusing them. And so I got to step back in all that accusation. I got to get back out of all of that. Because, see, I got to be careful who I'm lining up with. Like I said, I already know by my convictions who I'm voting for, why I'm voting for them. I'm done with all of that. I'm done with all of that. Because if I'm at a place where people know more about my political leaning than they know Jesus, then something ain't right. Some just ain't right. Because I, you know, I work with myself like on certain things. If I'm not speaking to nobody about Jesus, then I'm not speaking to nobody about this. The first thing I want to speak to somebody about is Jesus. And if I'm not talking about that, then I most definitely ain't talking about the things of man. Because I have to get my heart in the right place. I have to get my spirit and my life lined up in the right place. Because what I'm trying to do is be obedient to God. What I'm trying to do is be this person of God. You see, the other night, my daughter said, which I've always said this, and I've shared with her, I am a man of God before I'm a black man. That's just me. That's where I am. I am a man of God before I'm an American. I've lined up with God. I have lined up with God. I am of him before I'm anything else. Those who want to line their lives up with God... Well, I'm glad to have my brothers and sisters. But other than that, no. Because like I said, anything else coming from the flesh, it just comes from the flesh. And so therefore, with that, I'm always being obedient to God. And so I preached this sermon a long time ago, and it was called Head Up and Eyes Forward. And the reason why my head was down and my eyes went forward, because it was of the the racism and the racial stuff, seeing how people look and, and judge you and all of that. And it's like, man, I don't got no time for that. So I just walk like this, walk past people. I'm not in it. But God was the one who's like, Andrew, I can't use you like that. I can't use you with your head down. So the message became head up, eyes forward. I want you to see people. You see, 
Jesus walked on the earth, like I said, born in corrupted flesh, who was the creator of all things. Jesus, who left his kingdom, who left the riches and the greatness of what he had. And as he walked in corrupted flesh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees judged him as unworthy. They judged him because he was trying to take away their livelihood and things like that. They couldn't believe him, who he was. This is what Christ is saying. When we say these songs, Jesus, I want to be more like you. I want to live like you, Jesus. Then it's about the thing of Jesus saying then, you don't matter. Be about my will then. That's what he's saying. Be about my will. Be in obedience to me. Oh, they're saying this. I hear this conversation going on. Oh, and I want to get, no. You know what? I want to be the light of Christ. If nothing more than in my family, I want to be the light of Christ. In my family, for those around me, for those who see me, they know that I'm not a perfect Christian, but they do see that I am really trying to burn for Christ. That I'm taking what Peter says and I'm contemplating on it. Like I said, when I seen it and I read that, then it's kind of like, you know what? I want this to be a way of life, not a good idea. And that's what took me to the front point of my flesh. And I got there. In verse 8 through 12, if Peter is speaking to Christians on what should be the foundation of our character, then let's keep in mind those who would want to harm and intimidate or trouble us. There are those who are led by their flesh and can easily be influenced by Satan as Eve was for the sake of self. Tying it all together, now I can speak that of the hope within me, Jesus born of flesh, the creator of all things, Emmanuel, God with us. It is our faith and our knowledge of these truths that I speak of the hope within me. Know that as we may suffer for the sake of righteousness, it is also in victory of what Jesus has achieved in bringing salvation and eternal life to those who know and who love him. That's the hope in that. What Jesus is doing, that he's, we have a victory. So I'm suffering in a victory. I'm standing strong in a victory. We have won. Christ has won. And so therefore, I'm standing in that victory. I'm standing in that fight because I'm receiving Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm receiving the way of life of God as my way of life in the midst of this darkness, in the midst of this confusion, in the midst of this hurt. We will never vote in righteousness. You'll never vote it in. You can never change a person's heart by a vote. Jesus is the only one that can change a heart. That's why we have to bring him in this darkness. That's why he's the light. And as we can see the trouble within ourselves to walk after Christ, to grab the things of God, then we know how much harder it is for those out there. And so when we look at people, let's see the flesh 
and not come against it. We don't war with flesh. It's spiritual principalities. Again, know the enemy is at work. He's seriously at work trying to destroy and disrupt. He's trying to tear down the things of God. And he wants to reveal that the church is in no better place than society. It's just another organization within, within society. But we have to be better than that. And that starts with each of us. Each of us. As Pastor Tom was just saying earlier about being family. What is that? It's words we throw around. How do we do that? How do I get to that place of being family with one another? In 1 Peter in 15, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your heart, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you, to give an account for the hope that is in you. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your heart. That I burn sanctifying Christ in my heart and how I live and how I struggle and fight to burn for Christ, to be that light. Always being ready to make a defense to any, everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. I hope for a better mankind. I hope that many people will come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I hope for the desires and the purpose of God to come onto the planet Earth and all throughout the world. I hope for those. I desire those things because I know that that would bring righteousness. That would bring peace to those who are hurting. It would bring hope to those who are hopeless. It would bring provision to those who are poor. The things of God coming forth is great. They are great. And account for the hope in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Gently speaking, not pushing my point, not forcing someone to understand me, not making it where you need to know you got it. No. He says with gentleness and reverence. So that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan. For we are not ignorant of his schemes. This is 2 Corinthians 2, 11. So that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan. For we be not ignorant of his schemes. You see, it's a constant awareness. Who am I lining up with? Where am I at? Because Satan is trying to trick me. He's going to draw us into this. He'll draw us into that. He loves the political fight. He loves these things that are happening. And he's trying to pull us into there. So as I show you these things, and I say that, like I said, for myself, I have lined up now to be a man of God. I've lined up to understand the flesh, and that as I get in the flesh, then I'm lining up with Satan. And I don't want that. I don't ever want to do that. And so the biggest thing is, it's not about me. And God has been teaching me that. And I've been preaching that for the m many of the years I've been on this stage. 
is God's constantly showing me it's not about me. It's not about me. And the fact that it's taking me so long to get to the point that it's not about me helps me to understand the struggle of that. Why the spirit and the flesh war against each other. And so therefore, that's why it's easy for me. Like I said, when I'm walking in society and I'm seeing things, you don't bother me. God has told me who you are. I know who you are. And it's not that I feel sorry. I just want to pray. It's about Jesus. And it's about the goodness of God. I get where people are upset. You're fighting this and that. Because if that's where your hope is at, yeah, you're going to fight for that. That's where you fight because that's, that's where my hope is. You know, it's like when COVID first happened, toilet tissue was gone. Okay, well, people were hoping in toilet tissue. You know, I guess. You know, as my dad said, I guess people just learn they could do everything with the Internet but wipe their butts. So, so, so they went and got toilet tissue. I was like, okay. So I'm just saying that that's where we are in Christ to be with Christ. If the worship team will come on up, if you stand, please. I want to give a shout out to the camera people. Love you. Camera people. Love you up there. When we were in the COVID, me and a couple of pastors got to work camera, and I got an appreciation for camera. <laughs> I've, I've learned to be still up here. I've, I've learned that and seen how that goes. So, Father, we come before you. And I just say, Father, that you would take this message and continue to build on it to help us, Lord. Father, that we would understand our flesh. And we would understand our spirits. And Lord, that we, when we feel that flesh coming out, we back up. Lord, when we feel we're coming at each other in flesh, that we back up from that. And that we will know that and want to burn with our spirit, Lord. Lord, if Satan will tempt many of us today, tomorrow, throughout the week, because of this message, he's going to come at us. Lord, I just pray that you, through your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit within us, will bring to memories. Be the light. Be the light. Let the flesh come against you, but be humble. Be kind. Stand up that we can sanctify Christ in our hearts with a desire to do so, Lord, in obeying you, in knowing your word, And living it out because it's a desire for that to be a way of life for us, Father. We just thank you for that. In Jesus' name.